Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. Uh, this is going to be episode 25. It's going to be uh, on the resurrection of Lazarus. So it's a little late, but uh, better late than never. So for uh, this particular reading, I want you to think of... <sighs> I want you to think of the uniqueness of the relationship Jesus has with Lazarus and his sisters. The the friendship, the, um, the genuineness of his friendship and his love for them, which shows us, like uh, you'll see later on in the meditation on um, from Pope Benedict, that it shows the true the trueness of Jesus hypostatic union the the divine and the human the divine and the human this the fact that she, that the incarnate word took on a human nature and had a true unique relationship with with them this is important because a lot of people, I think, don't don't really think about that. That that uniqueness that God really wants to have a relationship with all of us. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because it shows his love for the world. He had a unique relationship with Adam and Eve. He had a unique relationship <clears throat> with Cain and Abel, as much as Abel was a murderer. But he still... He showed mercy and love. He showed he had mercy and love in relationship with the whole world before the flood. He wanted the world to repent, but God is not going to force His will against us. And yet He had He also showed a mercy and relationship with Noah and his family, and definitely with Abraham. God is the God of relationship. Our God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is a God. A relationship and this is important we want to think about this so let's begin with the opening in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit okay I confess to Almighty God and to you my brothers and sisters that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault through my fault through my most grievous fault therefore I ask Blessed Mary ever virgin and all the angels and saints and you my brothers and sisters to pray for me and with me to the lord our god may almighty god have mercy on us forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life amen kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison christe eleison christe eleison christe eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison lord have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy christ have mercy Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, and Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. I put my spirit in you that you may live. Chapter 37, verse 12 to 14. Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them 
and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and have you rise uh, from them. O my people, I will put my spirit in you that you may live and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Okay, one more time. Thus says the Lord God of O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and have you rise from them. O my people, I will put my spirit in you that you may live and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 130. With the Lord is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord is mercy and fullness of redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? With you, but with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. More than sentinels wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. The spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 8 to 11. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the spirit. If only the spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also. Through his spirit dwelling in you, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Verse before the gospel. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me, 
even if he dies, will never die. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will never die. Okay, reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 11, verse 1 to 145. I'm just going to do the whole long version of it. Now, a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Now Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfumed oil <clears throat> and, and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep but I'm going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas called Didymus said to his fellow disciples, let us go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem only about two miles away and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them with about their brother when Martha heard that Jesus was coming she went to meet him but Mary sat at home Martha said to Jesus if you had been here my brother would not have died but even now, I know 
that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she has said this, she went and called her sister Mary, secretly saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to meet him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. Soon, when the, So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her. Presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus was deeply troubled again. He came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said to them, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you are, you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. 
So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what had what had been done began to believe in him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, this is from uh, Pope Benedict XVI. It's a meditation uh, of the day, and it's uh, on the subject of Lazarus, the resurrection of Lazarus. This gospel passage shows Jesus as true man and true God. The evangelist insists on his friendship with Lazarus and his sister Martha and Mary, his sisters Martha and Mary. He emphasizes that Jesus loved them, and this is why he wanted to accomplish the great wonder. Our friend Lazarus, Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to awaken him, he tells his disciples, expressing God's viewpoint on physical death with the metaphor of sleep. God sees it exactly as sleep from which he can awaken us. Jesus has shown an absolute power regarding this death, even when he gives life back to the widow of Nain's young son, Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 17. And in a 12 and a 12 year old girl, Mark 5, verse 35 to 43, concerning her, he said, this child is not dead, but sleeping, attracting the derision of, the, of, the, of those present. But in truth, it is exactly like this. Bali death is a sleep from which God can awaken us at any moment. This lordship over death does not impede Jesus from feeling sincere compassion for the sorrow of detachment. Seeing Martha and Mary and those who had come to console them weeping, Jesus became perturbed deeply and deeply troubled and lastly wept. Christ's heart is a divine human in him, God and man meet perfectly without separation, without confusion. He is the image, or rather, the incarnation of God, who is, lo who, who is love, mercy, paternal and maternal tenderness of God, who is life. Therefore, he solemnly declared to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And he adds, do you believe this? It is a question that Jesus addresses to each one of us. A question that certainly rises above us, rises above our capacity to understand. And it asks us to entrust ourselves to him as he entrusted himself to the Father. Martha's response is exemplary. Yes, Lord, I, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who's coming into the world. Yes, O oh Lord, we also believe, notwithstanding our doubts and 
darkness. We believe that in you, in you because we believe in you because you have words of eternal life. We want to believe in you who gives us trustworthy hope of life beyond life of authentic and full life in your kingdom of light and peace. We entrust this prayer to Mary most holy. May her intercession strengthen our faith and hope in Jesus, especially in moments of greater trial and difficulty. Pope Benedict XVI. Let's face it, all everyone is scared of death. We're all scared. Rather, we're, if we're believers or unbelievers, we all have a fear. You know, what if we're wrong? What if we believed we're wrong? You know, doubts. But, but when you look at Christ, I think as a believer, every believer admits that there's a fear of death. Even, even as a believer, there's a fear of death. We have to admit that. But that's because we're human. Not because I think there's always a lack of faith. But I do believe that if we know Jesus Christ, if we practice our faith, we walk with him, that if we constantly read the Gospels and pray. Pray. Because 2,000 years of Christian history is not wrong. 2,000 years of saints and believers. And 2,000 years of, I guess you can say, white martyrdom and red martyrdom is not wrong. 2,000 years of, of walking with the Lord, of believing in the Lord is not wrong. It's true. Not all Christians are equal. Not all Christians are the same. It's impossible. But I th honestly believe that the more, the more, the more time you spend with Christ, the more time you spend with him in the gospel, reading, studying, reading the saints, praying, you should get to know him. You should get to know him personally. That's the one thing about the Christian faith, the one thing about being a Christian. Each one of us are individuals. We're all different. And our experiences with the Lord is different because we're all different people. And I think the reason why, I, you know, we have to be honest, the reason why is, is because Christ became human. He chose to become an individual human being. I mean, read the passage, Jesus wept. He had a relationship with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. 
He had a relationship with individuals as God. He became a human being, an incarnate person. As true God and true man, as Pope Benedict said in his meditation, in his reflection, he, this, this passage expresses his, his incarnation and his true nature, his hypostatic union as true God and true man. As true God and true man, he was definitely an individual. He was an individual person. And I said it before in other podcasts because I like what this young British woman the called the Christ Defender. You can find her on YouTube. He was unique to the time and place historically. As an individual and a person historically, he was unique to a time and a place. Unique so much, just like us, his actions, his words, his physical uh, participation in time and place was unique, just like all of us. It cannot be repeated. He deliberately permitted himself to be subject to time, which is why it's unique. Which is why we can go back to the Bible, back to the very beginning of Genesis with Adam and Eve and with, with Cain and Abel, with Noah and the ark, with all the people of the Old Testament, including uh, uh, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses and Aaron and David and all the prophets, Everything was unique to the time and place because of our mortality. And he understood that. He understood that right from the beginning, right from creation. That every single one of us is unique. And so he came as a baby, born in time and place, and, su and subject to time and mortality. He chose it. But at the same time, he is still God. That's why we all have a personal relation. That's why we all have an individual, unique relationship with him. Because he wants that unique relationship. He wants that individual relationship. It cannot be repeated. It will never be repeated. Just like our relationship with our parents with our family members, with our friends, with our country, is all unique to the moment. Just like a fingerprint is unique to you and me. Our personality is unique to us. This is something to be said, even to these people who, who, are, who, who are into this transgenderism, who have a problem with reality a problem with, with the uniqueness of being an individual. You cannot change reality. 
You cannot change your parents. Even, even the fact that we're adopted, the fact that you, you know, someone is adopted, someone uh, finds out that the parents, that, that they were adopted. Your relationship with these parents, with these people who adopted you is unique to you. Unique to the very fact that you are with, that they chose to give you love in a home. Yes, they did it to others, but each one is uniquely different. And just like the woman who really gave birth to you and the one who really is your father is unique to the, to the fact that they gave you life. But then again, you also were, they, they put you up for adoption and other people chose to embrace your life, embrace you into their lives and give you a home. You know, it's, like I said, it's unique. Every individual is uniquely different because he chose this. He willed this. He commanded this to come into existence. And he has a relationship with every single human being, even those who are not Christian, those who may belong to another religion and another culture, every single one of us, and even those who have had the worst the worst experiences of life, abuses, traumas. And that's not because he willed misery. He permitted it because we, he allowed Adam and Eve to choose freely and to regrettably choose freely. And, and even for those of us who have been born with fortune, born with, born in a palace or, uh, or, or to money, even those miserable and unhappy, even for the poor, miserable and unhappy, even for those of us who have had the worst given to us, miserable and unhappy, each relationship is unique and each Love and experiences is unique. Each hate and longing, desire, pain, suffering is unique. Now, if when we come to know him, when we come to know him and come to have a relationship with him, he takes that experience, pain, suffering, joy, love, hate, and he sanctifies it. He makes it holy. All we need to do is cooperate with him. All we need to do is take his hand, accept it, and he will sanctify it, make it more holy, and make us more holy, make us more unique. transform us to his image while we still remain uniquely special and different. We keep our individuality because he was an individual when he became Jesus of Nazareth. That's, that's all we need to do. Holiness is open to all of us. It's how we choose to go about it.
my friends. That's how we choose to go about it. We can become <clears throat> saints. And a saint is someone who has a true, unique, genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's move on from here. Okay, hold on. Okay, now we're going to say the Nessene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. God bless, and I'll be back soon with the Palm Sunday readings.